welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Welcome to podcast. 251 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today I have two guests and we're going to be talking all about luggage because you're probably aware that often guests, they, they want to leave their luggage after they check out if they have a late flight or sometimes they want to drop off their luggage early. And how do you deal with that as an Airbnb host? Do you allow them to do that? Or when it interferes with your check-in and check-out schedule, do you provide them with an alternative solution? That's going to be the topic of today's podcast, and I have two very special guests on the on the podcast that can talk about this. First of all, we have Nico Georgantes, the co-founder of Knock Knock City, a service that actually provides a solution for this very issue of the issue of luggage. And then we have Brendan McKenzie, the founder of Metro Butler, New York's leading short-term rental. PMC, and PMC stands for a property management company. Now, you may have heard Brendan before. He was on episode 139 when we talked about Airbnb regulations in New York. That came out in March 2017, so it's been almost a year and a half. So let me, I want to start off with, uh, with Brendan. Brendan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. What's uh, what's going on, man? We talked uh, a year and a half ago. I know a lot has been going on in New York, especially in regulation-wise. There's always news items coming out with Airbnb suing the city and the city suing Airbnb <laughs> and politicians getting involved. And, you know, like there's all, a lot of money going around. The hotel industry is trying to bribe the politicians. Airbnb is throwing money around. Like it's, 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 It sounds like it's a bit of a mess. It's a bit of a jungle. Like what's, what's going on? Can you shine a little bit of light on... On, on the on the situation in New York. Sure, yeah. Every day seems to be a new adventure around here. Um, when we last spoke, we were discussing state level laws that were there were a few bills up um, in committee, and they ultimately died. One of them made it through the advertising bill that was a couple of years back and had minimal effects. And what the city and state realized is they wanted stronger enforcement mechanisms to go after Airbnb hosts. Now, a lot of these politicians are taking in lots of money and you know lobbyist influence um, from the hotel uh, trades commission, which is you know the hotel lobbying arm in New York. And so, what happened is about two weeks ago, New York City Council passed a law um, that goes into effect about six months from now. It's in February. And the idea is that Airbnb and platforms like it will have to turn over to the Mayor's Office of Special Enforcement uh, data on all the Airbnb hosts. So the city can then identify and say, look, who's Airbnb? And you know, by and large, most Airbnb hosts are in violation of multiple dwelling law. So if the city has that data, they can go dispatch enforcement officers and find the heck out of everybody in New York. And what the operative effect that that may have is eliminating at least half of the Airbnb listings in all of New York. 
So that's not good for Airbnb hosts in New York. That's not good for a lot of average New Yorkers. That's certainly not good for folks like us. Um, thankfully, Airbnb launched a lawsuit uh, against uh, New York City two days ago to combat that bill. They're arguing that it's unconstitutional. So we're going to see how this one plays out. All right. Well, we're going to have to stay up to date on that one because that sounds pretty drastic. Half of the Airbnb hosts in New York will will get fined. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Awesome, uh, Nico. How how are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Hi, Josper. Thank you for having me. So you're the uh, you're the co-founder of uh, Knock Knock City. And when I first heard about Knock Knock City, uh, I was I was like quite surprised. I was like, wow, because you know. There's there's so many startups popping up in the Airbnb space, and you know some of them are offering a solution that's really creative that I've never really thought about, and that's what kind of what Knock Knock City does. Do you want to explain what your what your service is all about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I want to add to what you were saying before that um, Knock Knock City came off of a pain point that me and my co-founder Celine Sonmas uh, came across. So one day we went to an Airbnb in, uh, in Philadelphia and uh, after checking out, we had nowhere to store our bags for a few hours until our flight. And we had two options. One was either drag them around the city all day and let it be a burden on our shoulders. The other one was leave it uh, with an Airbnb host. However, we quickly found out that um, some other guests were coming right after us, so we couldn't store it inside the host. Therefore, the last option was to store them on the empty hallway uh, of the brownstone building where everybody had access to. And guess what? <laughs> That's the one we took. Um, after storing them there, uh, we went and explored the city, but having the stress um, and that bad experience, uh, we really didn't enjoy much. So uh, a few weeks later, we were discussing uh, this idea of how can we connect, how can we uh, have convenient places for uh, travelers like us and everybody else uh, to store uh, their luggage uh, in the city. And we thought that what if uh, we take advantage and what if we leverage the empty space of local shops who have some extra space uh, to store those bags and luggage for a few hours and make some passive uh, revenue while uh, increasing the food traffic that um, the online industry is uh, taking away from. Awesome. So can you describe the service uh, from the perspective of the of the Airbnb guests? So let's say I'm staying at an Airbnb and the host requests me to, you know, to check out by let's say 11 a.m. and I'm not I'm not able to leave my luggage at the Airbnb. So how would I go about finding one of those shops that you mentioned? You would go to our website called uh, www.knockknock.city where you will see, uh, so far we're in three cities, uh, New York, San Francisco, and Boston. And you will find a map with uh, more than 60 locations uh, where you can just select sign up, then select the number of bags you want to drop off, uh, time and date, and then just click book. And you will receive via email the exact address and name of store of store, of store uh, to drop out. And, and so Airbnb hosts, they can, they can sign up for the service and then they can, they can send their guests to these locations? 
Yes, so we have uh, two types of Airbnb hosts promoting the service. One is through uh, their checking, checkout emails. The other one is through word of mouth. Really easy, really quick to use. Um, Just click on a location and then uh, select how many items you have, what time you want to store it, and uh, there you go. Okay, awesome. So, that, so let's talk a little bit about you know what are the options as as a host because um you know I I've hosted quite a lot of guests and um you know oftentimes they arrive earlier than the check in date, sorry the check in time, and a lot of times they also leave after the checkout time. So I my checkout and check in times always used to be three p.m. for check in and and then twelve p.m. for checkout. And if I had back to back reservations, that would give my my cleaning lady that would give her three hours to clean the apartment, which was always enough. But then sometimes, you know, people want people who are arriving, they want to leave their luggage before the other guests check out. So then it's kind of a burden on on the other guests um, to have them, you know, store their luggage when the other guests are still there. Um, so I didn't really like that option. And then, you know, the other way around, if people want to leave their luggage, but then the new guests check in, then they're checking into an apartment that has like a bunch of you know, luggage, a bunch of suitcases that belong to strangers, which also is not a very good, I don't think that's a very good way to start the hosting experience for the guests. You know, when you arrive in an apartment and there's a bunch of suitcases and you're like, wait, like what's, who are, who's are these suitcases? And then as a host, you're like, oh, these are their previous guests. They, you know, they're, you know, they're leaving later. So they'll, they'll be here in an hour to pick up their shit. And you'll be like, okay, well, I don't really want like random people coming into the apartment. I've rented this myself, you know, like, it should be should belong to me now, and and you know no one should should be coming over really. Um, so there's there's a little bit of friction there, and so what I used to do is um, the only option that I had in Amsterdam was basically to send people to the central station, central train station where there's lockers, but it's you know it's a bit of a hassle, it's kind of far away, and also it's fairly expensive. So um, so I can totally see that there's you know there there is a bit of an of an issue where on the one hand. Um, as a host, you want to provide the best services possible to your guests, but you know sometimes that interferes with the the, the guest experience of of the other guests, either the previous or the or the next group, and so you know sometimes you just can't accommodate uh, all the requests. And then the question is like, how do you provide the, the best alternative? And 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 that's where you come in, Nico. Um, now I want to ask Brendan because one of the reasons that I got Brendan on the podcast as well is because he actually uses. Uh, uh, Knock Knock City for for his business. So, do you, do you want to quickly describe what Metro Metro Butler does, Brendan? Yeah, sure. So, um, we work with primarily owner occupants, but we have you know a pretty broad cross section. They're people who actually live in their apartments in New York, and will travel two weeks out of every month, or they have a pied à terre, or they'll go away for three months, and we manage the entire logistics process, everything incident to short-term rentals. So. Effectively, these are people who, in sort of grossly oversimplified terms, want to turn their home into a pop-up hotel to monetize it while they're not using it. And so the way Knock Knock has really saved us and come into play is as we scaled, you know, when we crossed um, the mark of like our first couple hundred listings, um, we found that especially in busy season, which happens to be right now, August is a particularly busy month for us. we would find the guests would say, hey, listen, my flight lands at 8 a.m. Can I come to the apartment? Or they wouldn't tell us and they would just show up. Or we would deny them. We'd have our receptionist say, hey, listen, 
Um, unfortunately, we have another person checking out and we have to clean the apartment and turn it over, da 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 But we didn't really have anywhere to send them, anything to give them, any way to make them feel comfortable, to sort of delight them and give them a, a positive guest experience. And that's sort of where Knock Knock City came in and really saved us in, in a big way. We were able to build into our automated messages um, you know, sort of these little tags where we would say, hey, thanks so much for booking with us. We're delighted to have you stay. You know, your check-in time and check-in date are such and such. By the way, if your flight arrives early, we recommend Knock Knock City. You can store your bags for only $2 an hour at plenty of locations, coffee shops, wherever you might want to spend your day before check-in, or if you want to drop your bags right near the apartment, great. And we do the same thing at checkout. We build it into our automated messages. So the night before checkout, an email or a message goes out, depending on the channel. And it says, you know, we really enjoyed having you stay. It was a real pleasure. As a reminder, tomorrow's your checkout date. If you have a later flight or aren't leaving the city until a few hours after checkout, once again, we recommend knock, knock, um, go to this link and you can pull up like your phone will show you the location to drop your bags nearest to you. Or if you want to select a different location nearest to where you're going to spend your day, great. And ever since we implemented that, we've had little, uh, I, I, you know, I would say almost no, I, I can't think of, frankly, I can't off the top of my head think of a single instance where a guest has said, oh, I'm not doing that. I expect to be able to leave my bags. We just preempted them. And it's been really great in that regard. And I imagine there's quite a few locations where you can store, right? Because if, if if you arrive in the, in Brooklyn and then uh, you go on the on the website and it, it advises you to store your your, your luggage near Central Park or something like it's it's kind of undoable. One hundred percent convenience is uh, one of our top priorities. Uh, we have hosts uh, near the busiest uh, and most. Um, touristic places uh, such as we have very, a lot of locations near uh, Penn Station, Grand Central, uh, Central Park, Williamsburg, Dumbo, and I can name a dozen more. Um, but yeah, and we're scaling at a very rapid rate. So we want to be uh, on every other block um, in Brooklyn, Manhattan, and every city that we're expanding to. And one of the things that's frankly been nice for us, and one of the reasons I am such a strong advocate, you know, uh, from the outside here, and why I'm glad you had me on is because I will say this, um, Nico, Celine, their whole team has been very receptive to our needs. So I'll give you a, a great example. As we've scaled into different neighborhoods and outside of New York, uh, a perfect example is we started servicing a boutique hotel. It was a uh, nine-room boutique luxury hotel, and they didn't have a conventional front desk or conventional luggage storage. Um, they hired us because we're obviously subject matter experts. We know how to push to multiple listing channels like Airbnb, HomeAway, Booking.com, and these are things that were outside of their conventional skill set. But you figure if people are spending the kind of money that they would spend to stay in a luxury boutique hotel only to find that there is no physical front desk or conventional lug luggage storage or those types of amenities. They want all of those things. And we couldn't offer it to them because frankly, look, we're a service provider. It wasn't our hotel. And when we reached out to the team at Knock Knock, we said, listen, listen we have a lot of guests. They really want hotel like conventional services. Will you help us out? You know, 
there is demand here. Uh, are you able to set up locations near near there? And within about a week, um, you know, we were up and running, and all of a sudden we had luggage storage. So it's that sort of model. You know, it's technology focused. It's you know, it's it's you know, web app based. So they can reach out to local vendors like coffee shops and breakfast places that will benefit from the foot traffic that would love that to say suddenly all these people want to come and patronize your location. All you have to do is hold their bags and you'll make a little bit of money in the process. Will you do it? Uh, you know, knowing that the team at Knock Knock is receptive and that it's easy to scale in places that we need gives us peace of mind to scale to, to locations where, you know, this sort of service would really help us out. So if you're an Airbnb host and you have a little extra space, can you sign up to be like a storage location for Knock Knock City? Uh, that's how we started, uh, Jasper. So at first we had a couple of people, usually freelancers or uh, Airbnb hosts, wanting to sign up on the platform. However, uh, we recently found out that uh, so that they, their hours of operation are not stable. Like, for example... They may go, out, like a lunch with some friends may happen out of nowhere, or they may have to go to a meeting uh, in the city. Uh, so we decided to uh, get local shops on board to store bags instead, where they have uh, stable hours of operation. And uh, we know even a week before that they're going to be open on a certain date because uh, lots of our uh, guests are booking luggage storage. 30 days before or even two weeks before uh, the actual date. And it's great to give them a peace of mind that the time that they're going to book is actually a time available for storage and not waste their time. Right. So from the host perspective, it's, 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 it's mostly, it's an additional service that you're basically, that you're able to offer to your, your guests. And it, you know, you don't have to actually put any work into it. Like you guys basically take care of it. Yes, Absolutely. Exactly. It's, it's a, it's a, I would say it's almost like a, a tool that uh, makes luggage storage not an extra step, but part of the overall local experience of being a local in uh, a city. So let's talk about the different options. I'm sure there's people who are listening to this podcast and they're thinking, well, should I offer my guests the, the service for free? Should I allow them to you know, leave their luggage at the apartment later if I can accommodate them or if people arrive early, should I provide them that option? I What I used to do is I usually try to accommodate the request from the guest unless unless it just didn't fit with the with the cleaning schedule. And so what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Like, let's start with Brendan. Brendan, what do you think? Sure. So I've actually used the service um, and I have uh, a couple of friends in New York who are also Airbnb. Um, and there's sort of a, a mix of opinions here. Um, me personally, I, you know, if unless the guests ask well in advance, I find that a guest leaving luggage can be a little tricky because you've already scheduled the cleaners. The cleaners are coming or the bags in the way, you know, me personally, I would err on the sides of always encouraging them to use it. Um, where I think things get a little tricky there is a lot of people are trying to do this custom branded, very personalized hospitality thing where, you know, are you eroding that where suddenly you say to a guest, Hey, you got to go spend two bucks an hour to store your bags elsewhere. Uh, it was nice having you, but you can't stay here past checkout. So I get that sensitivity at the same time. 
I think there are good ways to spin it. And this is where I've seen some of my other friends really succeed. Now I've got one friend who actually pays for the luggage storage service on behalf of his guests. Um, he'll say, listen, you know, I can't have you stay, but let me, let me cover that because it might only be six bucks. And that might be the difference between a four star and a five star review for that host. So it's sort of a value add, like that six bucks goes a lot longer for that host. What he does is he's big on supporting local businesses and he's got his sort of favorite coffee shop. And I think that's his way of sort of delivering that memorable guest experience of saying, look, I'm gonna use Knock Knock City every time. I'm always gonna send him to my favorite coffee shop for a couple reasons. One, because I know they're gonna like it or I think they're gonna like it because it's a great coffee shop and they serve breakfast and small plates for lunch and things like that. And I'd like to go out, have them go out on a positive note with good memories of my place. And the other thing is, you know, he's friends with the guys at the coffee shop. So he can say, look, I wanna support local businesses. Um, you know, this place might not otherwise benefit from that foot traffic because it's, you know, maybe two blocks from his house and it might not be the first place they think of going. So to that end, I, I do kind of see both sides, but my mind, I sort of err on the side of, uh, look, this is a positive almost any way you cut it. I really like your, your point because I remember now one of the reasons that I didn't really like when, when guests would show up early to drop off the luggage is that they would see the place uncleaned. And, you know, I always mm. think it's very important, the first impression, like if you arrive somewhere and it's not, the apartment's not cleaned yet. And even, even though, you know, it's, it makes sense because you arrive early, even just, just seeing like a dirty apartment, I feel like it kind of like messes up your, your, your experience a little bit. Yep. That's the problem with first impressions. You only get to make right. them once. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, that, that was always kind of like the, you know, the, the, the fault that I would have when people would show up and leave their luggage. On the one hand, I want to, you know, accommodate their request, but on the other hand, I don't really want them to see the apartment unless it's, it's perfect. Right. And so I really mm -hmm. like this, 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 your chain of thought where you're saying, you know what, if you arrive at 8am in the morning, why not go to this awesome coffee shop? You know, my friend owns it. He makes an awesome breakfast and you can store your luggage there and explore the city before check-in. And then if you really want to go the extra mile, you tell him, and I'll cover the expenses for you. You know, he charges $2 a, uh, an hour. I'll, I'll cover that for you, right? I mean, that's, to me, that sounds like a really awesome hospitality service. Definitely, Jasper. And uh, oh, to back what you're saying, not only they're uh, giving, uh, offering them a place to store their bags, but also a way to start spending their day before they haven't even checked in. Absolutely. And you're, and you're also, like uh, Brendan said, you're also helping and supporting the local businesses, which is also important. Uh, if you look at the general picture of the whole discussion, whether Airbnb is good or bad for neighborhoods, you know, supporting local businesses is one of the biggest uh, uh, advantages for, for the neighborhood, right? For a, when it comes to Airbnb hosting. Mm -hmm. And for us, you know, I, you know, just to go back very briefly to the property management side, we're always trying to quantify almost everything we do. And you figure if we have a family staying in a townhouse in Brooklyn, for example, and spending, you know, easily, some of these places can go for $1,000 a night. And for us, let's say we cater that family, say it's a family of four, and they're spending $1,000 a night. It's a very nominal cost for us to deliver that sort of outstanding experience where they say, oh no, we forgot to ask, we didn't realize checkout was at, at such and such a time until now, can we leave our bags? And if we can't accommodate them, 
we can do an analysis as a property management company. It's very easy for us to look at it and say, look, if we pay for their luggage storage, it might cost us $40. And then they might write us a glowing Google review or Facebook review or want to come back and stay again and make us considerably more money than that nominal cost of just storing their bags for that short little period of time. So I think it cuts both ways. It's good, I think, both for individual hosts and for companies in sort of the same model. Right. And what would be the average sort of cost for people to store that luggage? Like, let's say you have like an average group of like two to four people. They all have like one bag and they want to store it for three hours. Like, what, what would it cost? So uh, the, the rate is uh, $2 per hour per bag. So one bag for three hours would be $6 uh, or $12 for the whole day. Um, yeah, and every, every single one of our locations have different hours of operation. So some of them may close at midnight, uh, but it's still going to be $12, either $12 per day or $2 per hour until that, uh, those hours are closed. Right. So if you have four people and everyone has one bag, and, and what about like a small bag, like a little backpack or something? Does that count? Yeah, absolutely. So you can store uh, anything from backpack, shopping bag, uh, to luggage. And uh, in the near future, we're also looking to introduce other items as well. Right. But if you if you have like, let's say you have like a big uh, a big luggage bag, right? And then you have like one small little little backpack on the side, like, you know, do you have to pay for both? Uh, yeah. So they're both going to be $2 per hour each. So let's say, I'll give you an example. Let's say you have one luggage and one backpack. It would be $2 per hour per bag, which is going to be $4 per hour. Right. So then I would just like, I would just put my little bag in the big bag. Yes, exactly. We have, uh, we've had many people do that. Um, yeah. So that's a way to save up. Makes sense. All right. So let's say you have four, four guests and let's say they have a uh, one and a half bags on average. So it's like six bags for like two hours. That'd be six times two times two is $24. So it's uh, they're sort of like 20 to $30, like a typical kind of fee for, for, you know, let's say four people. Exactly. Our, our average booking is uh, $20. Right. Okay. Just to give hosts an idea, like if they do want to offer the service, like what's, what is it going to cost them? Right. So, and so it makes sense for, you know, like Brandon said, if you're, if you have a high end Airbnb and you're making like free 400 bucks a night, um, then, uh, you know, like if, if it's a four day booking and you're making like 1500, $1,600, then that, that 20 bucks or 30 bucks is going to be a very small, uh, little little cost to you, right? Where I I totally agree with what Brendan said. I can totally see how that could change a four star review into a five star review for sure. Awesome. Is there is there anything, Nico, um, that you you want to share with uh, with listeners? Let's say there's people who uh, who are interested in you know in in using the service. Like, where can they go? What's the sign up process? How how does it work? Absolutely. Uh, so you would go to our website called www.knockknock that city. Uh, when you do that, you will see our homepage where you will uh, type in your address that you want to store your bags at. And then that will give you uh, results of uh, different locations that you could store it at. Uh, you select one, you choose how many bags you want to store, what time you want to drop off and just click book. Uh, when you click book and it's book and it's confirmed, you will receive an email with a booking code, which you show to the shop that you uh, book to store your bags and they will scan it and check you in and you will receive another uh, a pickup code in that case where when you're ready to pick up your bags you would just go back 
show it to the host and they would scan the pickup code and uh, you're good to go. Awesome. And are there any other best best practices that we that we haven't discussed yet? Because uh, we, you know, we, I can definitely see how it could be a little bit of a sensitive uh, subject. You know, like like Brendan said, you don't really want to tell your your guest, okay, you know, this is checkout. You, you know, goodbye, and uh, you, you know, take your take all your stuff with you. Uh, what are what are some other ways to like sort of best practices and and you know how do you communicate this best with with your guests? Uh, so the, the the best way you can communicate this with a guest, I guess, is uh, either included in your house manual or uh, you can contact us at uh, Nico, N-I-K-O, at knockknock.city. And uh, we can send you some uh, promotional materials like flyers to put in your um, house or uh, plastic stands that would probably even eliminate you having to... Uh, to recommend this service to your guests, the promotional products would do it for you. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Brendan, do you have any any comments on that? Um, yeah, so we've actually uh, used some of these. Um, Nico was kind enough to send us some refrigerator magnets, and we find that you know that's generally where we provide Wi-Fi information. Yes, it's online. Yes, it's in our automated messages, but people like that sort of physical you know, that like something that they can touch and hold and feel. So we will usually post Wi-Fi information on refrigerators um, and our clients are usually comfortable with that. So if we put the luggage storage refrigerator magnets right there, it's sort of very subtly alerting them to the fact right at check-in, hey, not only here's the Wi-Fi, but checkout time is firm. Here's where you can store your bag. We've already reminded you via message. In case you forgot, it's right here. Just go to knockknock.city and you're all set. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, a real positive for us. Sweet. And, um, Nico, you said you're, you're currently in New York, San Francisco and Boston, was it right? Yes. Awesome. So currently New York, San Francisco and Boston, but looking to expand to, uh, more cities in the, in the future. And if you do want uh, this service to be available, just send, keep sending Nico emails, just send them like 10 a day and, and you know, that will probably, uh, that will encourage him to, to get it set up. Um, Brendan, uh, for people who are in New York and who want to use Metro Butler, like what's what's the deal? Where can they go? How what are the costs and, and et cetera? Yeah, so um, we're actually expanding outside of New York now as well. Uh, just head over to metrobutler.com. It's M-E-T-R-O-B-U-T-L-E-R. Um, you can also email support at metrobutler.com with any questions you may have. Um, and one of our customer success managers will be more than happy to reach out to you, get you any information that you need that you might not otherwise find on our website, our FAQs, um, even set up a call if you want. Uh, our pricing for our full service model is commission-based, so we only make money when you do. Um, our commission is 25% of the gross booking revenue, and uh, you know we kind of do everything soup to nuts. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll help you build your listing, build your profile, do multi-channel listing. So get you on Airbnb, HomeAway, VRBO, Booking.com, uh, manage all guest communications. I mean, basically you name it, we do it. So, uh, again, MetroButler.com. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Any, any final remarks before we close up this podcast? Yeah. And, uh, one of the most important ones, I feel like, um, 
So we have a promo going on, a discount code for uh, Airbnb guests. The code is knock-knock, K-N-O-C-K, K-N-O-C-K. Uh, you, when you're typing that discount code uh, during checking out, uh, when you're checking out your bags, it will give you the first hour uh, free. Awesome. That is very great. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, hopefully, we'll get you guys back on the podcast in the future. And to the listeners, uh, thanks for listening. And of course, next Wednesday, there will be another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Don't forget, uh, also on Monday, 10.30 a.m., I do live broadcasts on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want me to answer any questions, just send me an email and I will discuss your question live on Facebook or YouTube. And of course, you can go to getpaidforyourpad.com to find the show notes of this episode with all the links, all the information, all the goodies, everything you need to know. So thanks for listening and hope to see you next Wednesday and Monday, of course. Bye-bye. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.